Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about Led Zeppelin Part 3. Today, we're going to cover everything after physical graffiti. Thank you for joining us on this journey into the collected works of Led Zeppelin. This is their very best. Because <laughs> that was a thing you added last time. <laughs> We got to put it on the script. I forgot about it. It was it, it was so good. So just to be very specific and, and correct, it's everything from physical graffiti on. So it includes physical graffiti. Everything greater than and equal to physical graffiti. Right. And this is, by the way, our first ever part three, Billy. I'm wondering, do you think that our proclamations are actually wild. I think that, you know, we should... When <laughs> they're one of definitely us makes, unsolicited. They're certainly <laughs> unsolicited, but when someone makes an actually wild proclamation, there should be some kind of like, I don't know, game show noises or something. We should have more sound effects. You know, I do have a, a file that I keep that's got some sound effects. Uh, okay. That I've been able to reuse. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's mostly just, is that French or something from the Lord Huron <laughs> episode? That's. The, I think the actually wild proclamations should just get like a simple vibra slap. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know I could count on you to provide that. It's a three by three and it's Billy hosting. Which means, Waldron, you get to go first. Okay, now... I know that you don't get upset when I choose songs from your list, but I'm guaranteeing you that this will be on your list. And there's a reason that I'm picking this one first, Billy. Okay. I have to play Cashmere. I'm predicting right now, this is the one you think is their very best from this episode. False. Oh, my predictions are false. But I love, that you, false. Picked it. I love that you picked it. So when you were the host first time and I took us on a long deep dive about blues, blues. Yeah. and then when I was the host, you were like, no, 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 let's talk about 1950s rock for five songs. <laughs> Guess what, Billy? Yes. It's payback again. Oh, you've got a soliloquy? Oh, man. Here comes some actually wild proclamations. <laughs> This is the, the church of their very best, and church always has to have a sermon. Everybody knows the scale, right? Do, re, mi, there are seven notes in an octave, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And in C, that's all the white keys of the piano. But what about those black keys, right? If you count those, there are 12 notes between the octaves. And mm -hmm. there are composers in the classical tradition who have explored use of all 12 tones that we have in our traditional Western music tradition, mm -hmm. especially early 20th century. Do you know Arnold Schoenberg mm -hmm. and his predecessor, Joseph Hauer, pioneers of the so-called 12-tone music? 
but like we don't really do that in western music right and by western i don't mean country western i mean like the european <laughs> total you tradition music based on those black and white keys right yeah yeah everything from classical to pop it sticks to the seven note mostly sticks to the seven notes within the standard major scale right mm-hmm. and even the like minor keys and the so-called modes like those exotic sounds also just share mostly the the, the major key scale it's just shifting and, and starting and stopping in different places right Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are exceptions to all this, like moments and shifting keys of the moments. And, you know, we've talked a lot about minor and major in the same uh, root note. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. But if you play all the notes, one after the other after the other, and you don't skip those, that's called oh, chrom- chromatic. chromatic. Right. Yeah. That's what we've got going on here in Kashmir. And it's all over Led Zeppelin, right? That little phrase that gets played, it's that a chromatic rise. Yeah, cool. It's also in Dazed and Confused. We talked about that before. And it's in the chorus of what is and what should never be. And they use a lot of chromatic motion. It's not the same as 12-tone. Like, they're not working in a 12-tone system. They're just going one note after the other. So chromatic. I love that. That's great. It feels sort of like a walk-on music for the team. Right. Or like the superheroes like getting in their cars. It's very um stirring. I've heard it called a uh, a doom riff. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great pick. I'm glad you picked it. Well, it, like most of my picks, I'm not picking anything that's fewer than eight minutes today. I don't think <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, I endorse. I endorse that choice. So, wonderful choice. I, I will point out that uh, in that movie, when Jimmy Page gets together with... Jack White... Yeah. And uh, at the edge. Yeah. There's there's <laughs> a moment where like Jimmy Page teaches them how to play cashmere. Do you re- I think? Yeah, I've seen that. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, before you make your pick though, Billy? Yeah. I would like to go quickly to the call for help. Oh. Here we go. I can't wait to hear who called in. It's Patrick Rondeau again. Here we go. Billy Waldron. This is Patrick from Florence. I feel like Talking about Led Zeppelin best songs is a bit like arguing about what is the best seat in the hot tub. They're all good. (laughs) Most of them. (laughs) Perhaps another exercise would be looking at the album's presence in through the outdoor in Coda and arguing about or whether there are even three good songs there. Achilles' last stand, notwithstanding. That's all. Have a good day. So, the reason I wanted to play the call for help now is that I had heard this message, and I kind of agree with Patrick's 
opinion that maybe there aren't even three great songs, like three of their very best on those three albums. Luckily, however, we have physical graffiti in this set. Luckily, we have physical graffiti in this set, and I can't wait for you to hear my picks because my first pick off of In Through the Outdoor yeah. is what? Fool in the Rain. Okay. And it being my pick, we're going to talk about the drums. I'm not going to have quite as long a soliloquy as you had for Kashmir about the chromatic scale. But one thing we've talked about in the past is the Purdy Shuffle. Right. And what you hear right what you hear right now is the Purdy Shuffle. We talked about it on the very first their very best episode when we talked about Steely Dan. We talked about the Purdy Shuffle when we talked about Dawes. Right. We might have talked about it a few other times, too. Um, we're always talking about the Purdy Shuffle. We're always talking about the Purdy Shuffle. It's uh, We haven't done an episode. Uh, we did talk about the police is walking on the moon, also the Purdy Shuffle. Is we it? haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> yet done Toto's, our Toto episode, but Rosanna <laughs> is a classic example of the Purdy Shuffle. Yeah. Anyway. The Toto episode. <laughs> the, the forthcoming Toto episode. The thing about the Purdy Shuffle, just to rehash if you haven't listened to those prior episodes, lots of ghost notes on the snare. It's a pretty challenging shuffle. I can't play it. It sounds like there are ghost notes on the bass drum. There is like a hi-hat thing happening, a snare jump thing happening, and a bass jump thing happening. And the hi-hat occasionally opens and closes. But the thing that gives it its specialness is the ghost notes on the snare. How do you feel about the section where they blow the whistle and then everything goes crazy for a minute? Oh, the very exciting Samba section? I feel very <laughs> excited about it, is what I feel. It's wild, dude. It's totally wild. I was going to say, it doesn't really sound like John Bonham at all to me. Is it... Are you sure it's John Bonham playing? It's it's definitely John Bonham. And the drums, there's actually like two parts. It's like there's some overdubbing happening. Sounds like there's some marimba or something happening. Something like that, yeah. So that whistle is actually like a key part of the samba. Like you've seen it, if you've ever seen any like New Orleans carnival right. kind of march thing. Part of the point of the whistle is that it cuts through all the noise of like all the drums happening and it gives the signals to when it's time to cha make changes. This is just like a pretty wild, unusual Led Zeppelin part. And then when they come back to the shuffle at the end of all this business, it's like, it's a relief. It's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, it's a bit much. 
It's like they get all of the samba that they could possibly have wanted in their entire careers, and they do it all in the minute 30 that happens in the middle of this song. Something like that. Tempo is picking up, and then here we go. Ah. So, I hope you enjoyed this pick as much as me, Waldred. Well, yeah, I don't think it's my favorite on In Through the Outdoor. It's not even my third favorite on In Through the Outdoor, but I don't hate it, Billy, and I'm so positive all the time that even if I did hate it, you'd never know. I would never say a thing like that. Totally. You would never. (laughs) So this solo he's playing right there was with an octaver. Oh. It almost sounds like a kazoo. What's an octaver do? It just plays the the note you're playing, and then it also plays the note below the note you're playing. So when you're playing guitar, it makes it sound real bassy and thick. And, oh, and that's it, cool. It's got a little bit of latency with it, too, so that's mm-hmm. a bit weird. And, and it sounds awful if you try to play chords, but it's a lot of fun. I bet. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have one on your board? I, I used to have an octaver uh, on my board <laughs> with the uh, pedal board that attracted the negative attentions of the band that we opened for when we were kids. All right, let's let's go on. Let's go on to your next pick. Yeah, we better. I've got better picks than this. I'm sorry, I've got other picks than this. Keep it positive. I feel like, dude, you could totally predict my my picks. And and it's I think it's sporting of you not to do it. <laughs> uh, and just like expose me for you know being totally predictable. I always enjoy your picks. Okay. Well, we're going back to physical graffiti because I agree with Patrick Rondo. And all three of my picks are like any one of them could have been my pick for their very best in this series of albums that we're talking about. But this song, In the Light, mm. I just love it. It, mm. I, it. It's the song that, believe it or not, like even though I had... Led Zeppelin 4 and some of the other albums and was like, I had it when I was a kid. Mm. It was only in my like late 20s, early 30s, listening to this song and a couple of others on this album where I was like, hey, maybe I am a Led Zeppelin person. Mm. I love the sound of his voice when he has a little hitch in his voice. There's a rhythmic component. Listen to what, he, what happens when he says that you can't go on. I'm, re- I'm ready for the drop. It's not a drop, it's the hitch in the voice right here. I just love that rhythmic component. That you can go on. He does it a couple of other times in here. It's quite drone synthy. Totally drone synthy. And we were talking about the doom riff. Mm, the chromatic thing? Well, it was chromatic doom riff when it was cashmere, but the doom riff is not chromatic when it after the drop does come and you know the drop is coming there's a lot of tension being built yeah well they've got you know almost nine minutes to fill Billy so it's gonna it's gonna take some time
going ham on the pan. <laughs> totally. A lot of pan action. Okay, you're ready for a John Bonham groove and a Doom riff? Classic Led Zeppelin. Hey, ooh, did you ever believe that I could leave you standing out in the cold? It's doubled. The guitar part? Yeah. Sorry. The guitar part is doubled, and I just think it's so badass sounding. That is doomy. Dips of my soul. And that little break there, that yeah. two, two, uh, we're not going to go back into a discussion of different like time <laughs> signatures, but that was just a two beat little yeah. interlude there. Yeah. And then here, let me take you to the four minute mark. And this is a classic thing in Led Zeppelin. They do this a lot where it's like dooming like this, and then it goes to much lighter. Cue the mandolins? No, cue the clavinet. Okay. There's a lot of clavinet on this album. Listen right here. I feel like there's a Stevie Wonder influence with all the clavinet on this album. Did you agree? Any clavinet is Stevie Wonder influenced, but I don't hear the funk clavinet here. Uh huh. There's a there's a rock clavinet tradition too. I think about it a lot when I think about the Stones. In that part two of the Stones that we did, yeah, it seemed to have a lot of clavinet in it. Yeah. You know what? To be honest, I don't think I stuck around when I was listening back to this far into the song to hear this change. Well, you wouldn't because now you've got to go back to the ponderous uh, oh intro with the synth. I feel like this is like the basis for what uh <laughs> Spinal Tap. Yes. I feel like you think this, this is Stonehenge? This is like the material for Spinal Tap's <laughs> satire. Well those guys totally are, right? With the uh, shirts, you know, shirts open and yeah. you know, leather pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It sounds like almost like a, um, it's got the drone in the bottom there. It's very bagpipey. And I can live without this section. Like it goes on a long time. Shall we continue on from here or do you want, is there another part? The only thing I'd add before we move on from this. Hey, is that Jimmy Page says that this is his favorite on the album. Yeah, oh, Jimmy really? Page, so we, I get backing from Jimmy Page on this pick. Oh, that's, that's a big endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Whoa, 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 whoa. When love is pain, it can devour you. So going back to the call, the call we had from Patrick, who wondered if there was anything good on certain albums. Oh, no. My next pick... Don't take us away from physical graffiti, Billy. I am. I am. (sighs) Because, honestly, physical graffiti is the best album, but there are some picks, and I'm going to make them. All right, well, which album are you going to go to next, then? Coda, Deluxe Edition. Does it have to be the Deluxe Edition? You know I... It it might have to be. I'm not sure. Okay. It's Traveling Riverside Blues. Thank you. 
session. Oh, is it live? Oh, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> but wait till you hear this. If you even if you didn't check this out, you're gonna love this. I know this one. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Slide guitar. I like this one. I endorse it. It's great. might have found the the exception to the rule here on coda i might have i i might have and maybe and you know maybe it wasn't on the original coda i'm not sure well for me to know this song is it has to be somewhere for me to know it that well because i wouldn't just know like a deep cut from a live album of a led zeppelin album like and this song is very familiar to me so it, yeah i think it must be part of the coda canon yeah it was also maybe in the concert, the song remains the same. I don't know if you ever saw the video of that, the concert video. Really, it's quiz time. Wait, hold on. I just want to say one other thing about Traveling Riverside Blues. Yeah. Originally, this the song was written by Robert Johnson. So. Oh, okay. Okay, the quiz is fast and easy. Let's go. Because of the last, like, I'm having more fun with quizzes where um, you have to predict what I would say is the correct answer <laughs> instead of pick like something quantitative like what rolling stones would say like for example like what will i say where should jimmy page go in the uh in the list of hall of fame right yeah here here is the the quiz the quiz is what would be preferred by me a pink floyd laser show or a led zeppelin laser show oh a pink floyd laser show God. hands down <sighs> No, false. That wasn't. That's correct. It's the quiz was too easy. <laughs> Did you ever see a Hayden Planetarium Pink Floyd show? I think I saw a Hayden Planetarium. Either it was like, I think it might have been heavy metal or Led Zeppelin or both. But not being a New York kid, being a DC kid, I didn't frequently get up to the, see stuff at Hayden Planetarium. Yeah, I definitely when I was in high school. <laughs> took the train into the city with my chums to go see Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a good song. I love the slide guitar part. It's just the sound is, I think, really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward slide in the uh, in the riff. Yeah, cool, man. All right, Walsh, it's time for you to pick. Billy, I don't know that I can call this their very best. Like, any one of my three could be, could be considered their very best and probably has been at different times. But I love this thing, 10 Years Gone. Do you know the song? It's on Physical Graffiti. I know it. It's amazing. All of your songs that you picked, that we have no overlaps tonight. Go on. Well, I like that it's not just... Jimmy Page, when he turns off his distortion box, he really has the ability to play some beautiful, clean, jazzy chords. And it serves as a great juxtaposition to his distortion stuff, like for example right here. That's great. 
it's like three different songs, right? Yeah. I was going to say that you kind of feel like they aren't going to go together. They seem to transition out from one section of song back into the other section more smoothly than like it's a like a harsh change into a new section. But then the transition back to the so- the lighter, softer into part. the into another part is seems to be much more gentle and makes sense. In the light does that too. Interesting. It's like a step change when it gets amped up, but then it's like a dialed back. One thing I notice about this, and maybe you could comment, it's what I noticed in In the Light and right here in 10 Years Gone is that it's, I'm listening to the drums and thinking, this just sounds like John Bonham drums to me. <laughs> maybe that's what I can't resist. Right. Well, it's good drums. There's no arguing that Physical Graffiti is the superior of these later albums. Would you agree? I would agree, but here, check this out. Now it's like a totally different thing. Yep, but it's all based on these like clean guitar chords. The harmony is not straightforward and simple. Mm. I mean, there's almost like a Steely Dan-ness to this. Do you feel that? Yeah, but it seems much more acceptable. Uh-huh. Somehow. <laughs> right. If if it were Steely Dan and they didn't if they weren't too fussy about the recording and the notes and all the notes that got played, like maybe that would be Right. Here, let me let me get a Same song? Same song. That's why I say it's like three or four different songs. Yeah. Totally. And one of the songs has several sections in it. Right? Yeah. Enough of this. And they're going to go back to the, uh, right here, back to the other thing. I'm going to say In the Light is a better song than this. And I'm going to say Kashmir is my very favorite of the three that I picked. I went in reverse order than usual. Yeah. These are great picks, Waldron, and I'm, I love that you have different picks than me. I've got one more pick, which is to tell you the very best song. Is it is it time for me to unveil that? Yeah, it's time for the... It's time, Billy. Okay, Waldron, the very well, best... I have, a, I have a prediction. My prediction is that you're going to choose a surprise song. Robert Plant's solo career. <laughs> no. The song no. Big Log... From 1983. Because <laughs> you can't resist the clapping sounds. Are those claps? Are those whips? I think those are whips. <laughs> he really traded in John Bonham. My next pick, which I think is the very best song off these albums, oh my God. is... Oh my Lord. Off of Physical Graffiti... 
Thank goodness. In my time of dying. And I'm so surprised this wasn't on your list. There we are again with that slide guitar sound that I'm just really enjoying right now. I like this song, yeah. You have to like this song. This is a Waldron song. Well, is it because it's 11 minutes long and it's only 22 million, it's the fewest <laughs> plays on this side of this it, album? It is 11 minutes long. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I, I don't have anything like a soliloquy in terms of like why I think it's so great. I will say there's a dialogue between the guitar and the drums in here that I find very compelling where sometimes they go back and forth and sometimes they're sort of like playing right with one another. Well, what's interesting is that there's a dialogue also or a doubling between um, Robert Plant's voice and the guitar line. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's really cool and clever. Yeah. They do that a lot. Yeah. This is an album that our audience should just listen to the whole thing a couple times because there's and do it while you're driving somewhere or doing the dishes or you're walking your dog or whatever you do. I can confirm that this should be listened to while driving, preferably in a convertible on Route 95. I think this is the best one. This must be some bluesman's song. Who wrote it? Blind Willie Johnson. Yep. Yeah. I knew it had to be Blind Somebody. Yeah, it's Blind Willie Johnson. <laughs> blind Willie Johnson sounds like... <laughs> sounds made up. I don't know that name. <laughs> yep. Jesus going to make up my dying bed. Now it's going to pick up a little bit. This is what you can do when you record before the days of metronome tracks. It's an 11-minute showcase for Jimmy Page to play around on a slide guitar. Yeah. It does sound badass. It sounds totally badass. And there's, there's a lot of other things going on, too. So, Billy, I've got a single call to action. This time it's my call to action that I get to have. Okay. I just want people to tell a friend. Yeah. Music nerd, Led Zeppelin fan, you know. I think telling a friend is a great call to action. Yeah, please tell a friend about their very best. It really helps us. Billy, think we'll do more episodes? I know we will. We're going to do more of these episodes, so beware. Watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited, wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Bill. And I'm Waldron. And thanks for listening to Their Very Best. Oh.